Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning back in. I'm so excited for this episode with my brother, Andrew Larkin. We dive into so many different things and it's full of so much knowledge. And at the end, we have a little song for you. I hope you enjoy it. Yo, bro, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing so good. How are you? Good, I'm good. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm drinking my Kangen water. Yo, you're living. I'm living, dude. I showered in the Indesco last night. So no I'm way. I'm Was that the first time you've done it in like a while? Or oh no, like... I've I've had the Indesco this entire time. Thank God. I know it's a game changer. Yeah, if I didn't have that, I would be. I don't even know. Like without the freaking K eight, not having that Indesco. Oh no. Oh, I know. I literally like my roommate. I'm like, dude, go into my shower like whenever you want. Like don't like he's like, yo, are you gonna like hit up your shower? I'm like, dude, don't even ask me. Just close the door. And you're it's <laughs> that's so nice to do. I know. Like that's like our bathroom, so like we've been using it. But I'm like, yo, dude, and yeah, like, like shower geez. in there. <laughs> Anyways, so how are you actually doing during this quarantine? I want to know how this is affecting you. What you're doing to deal with the stress of it and just let's let's get it tell me okay okay yeah so i think at first it was so bizarre and i think you know when you like you listen to what other people are saying and doing you kind of fall into that and uh, there's so much negativity at first about all the shit honestly around it and then like everyone's saying how this sucks and this is horrible and that everything's boring and all this stuff and i almost i really fell into that trap at first and like was watching a lot of netflix and movies and it's so weird because it was like a month 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 and a half two months ago that flew by and i think for the first month i was in such like a low vibrational state that i don't even remember what i did honestly through that time and then i don't know when the turning point really was i think it was actually when i was reading skinny bitch that kind of woke me up honestly they <laughs> have a skinny so basket book for boys but, but like i only had the girls book but, um, that was I a mean, game changer for me. 95 I read that years ago. Unreal, unreal. And um, so that's I was just like, all right, damn, let's get let's get going. So what was like I, your biggest takeaway from that book? Well, I watched a documentary called uh, Dominion on Netflix, and that really got me into vegetarianism and veganism. But I was always like, I don't really want to go vegan because I like salad dressing and other salads. I want a piece of pizza every once in a while. <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, so like that, that documentary really talked more about like, like visuals of what they do to the animals. And this book talked about that, but also talked about the actual health benefits and like the energetic field that goes into like how we're eating a stressful, anxious, crying animal, essentially, even though they promote it as organic and grass fed and like make it look like it's all healthy and fun and games, but it's just so different. And so that really woke me up. And then I just, I was, you know, I was like drinking and like doing all this stuff. And I was just like, I'm just tired of this. So again, the journal, I remember I was, I was sleeping in super late. I wasn't really journaling or writing down what I was doing. So days just turned into weeks. And I was just like, this is kind of brutal. And then again, something switched in me. And I was like, I could be doing like so many things right now that I've always wanted to do. Because I remember last semester, at school, I was working at Starbucks Monday through like Thursday. So I would have, I'll work out on the morning, I would go to school, and then I would immediately go to work 
and then I'll come home, I'll be tired, do some homework, watch something, and then go to bed. And that was my like semester. And then weekends or whatever. And so I, I've always been talking about like wanting to learn how to play the guitar or like read all these books or do all these things or start this YouTube channel, all that stuff. And I was putting it off so much. And I think about this time, I'm like, all my classes are online now. And honestly, like pretty kind of much a breeze. And so I was just putting all my energy and time into things I've always wanted to do, like freestyling or getting like vocal work and stuff and being comfortable and confident in my artistic, creative field, whether it's like writing a story or stuff like that. So I literally just started every single morning writing down what I wanted to do during the day. And I was making each day purposeful and meaningful. And I would fall asleep and I would be like, I had a heck of a day. And like getting outside, like now they open the beaches back up. So we're staying safe. But that is just like so grounding. And being in the surf has been a game changer. So I've learned how to play the guitar. I've learned how to play two songs on the guitar. Um, I've been doing like folk exercises. Let me read some of the stuff that I have in here. And then just like keeping up with like my homework and stuff like that has been chilling. Um, there's just, there's just most of it. And then staying, oh, staying exercise has also been a big part of my life because I grew up an athlete and that was just kind of like a pivotal part of me. And it's sort of like after, you know, you create habits through, you know, repetition. And what's the saying where you make a, ha how you create a habit? It's like repetition for a month or three weeks or like 14 days or 14 whatever. Days. Yeah. 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 So just continuing. That's, that that's up to debate for sure. But yeah. Yeah. About but so that's kind of, I honestly, there was one day when I was working at Starbucks and I, I, I decided to sleep. I was like, I'm going to do every day. I'm going to sleep in and go about my day. And I didn't exercise in the morning and I was so tired the rest of the day. It was crazy. And I think because I'm legitimately addicted to exercise and those release of endorphins that it gives me that pump of energy because there's a difference between, I think like physical fatigue and emotional fatigue you know and sure. i was physically so it was it was weird it was weird because you know when like i'm on my i'm on the couch or you're just like lying down i remember like at home all the time we had a huge tv our living room was centered around the tv that's all we did so we had these yeah. super comfortable couches and you could sit on there for hours and like i'm not exerting any force so you would think like oh if you're running all the time you're tired but i was more tired lying on my ass than physically going up and doing something because you know you're vibrating you're yeah. literally energy is just awakening yeah so, and all like the dopamine serotonin all 100%. of that you're, yeah. so just getting up and, and moving and then oh my god even so i grew up i played basketball baseball football like all these like sports stereotypical like big sports in america and i never played tennis before but my roommate had a tennis racket and we had these really nice courts and it's super sunny outside so i've started playing tennis and it, that's honestly something I want to start playing, like, the rest of my life. You know, basketball is pretty physical and tough. But, like, tennis is, like, so beautiful. And it's, like, poetry and motion when hard. you swing it. It, it is hard. Really hard. And once you start to get the hang of it and you start to go back and forth and get, a, like, a rally, a volley, it's so much fun. So we're doing that. I got You know mom was a tennis player, Yeah, right? I know. I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like she was garbage, though. <laughs> no, I love her. <laughs> no she no, was not she was probably she was good not. but i remember i remember going to the park when we were like really young and she was like hitting and i was like mom what are you doing? oh my god i was so it. bad at it because my arms were like so weak it was like it's about the repetition like you're saying oh, yeah. you have to get that muscle memory and, the, and, and it's it's the repetition is the feeling of like the muscle memory of hitting it like being and then it's 
so much more of it is confidence. Because when you're playing tennis, you can kind of easily just like like half ass and do like a little chop like swing or whatever. But once you like are confident in your abilities to just fully hit it, then it's just it, it honestly feels so much better. And like I'm starting to get comfortable with my serves and like that goes with life too, just confidence and everything. You know how there's like a you're on a road and there's like a, a five foot break in between. Like if you're like looking at it and scared and you're not gonna make the jump. But if you just fully commit, like I'm gonna make this jump and you do it and in life that I think you take oh, a lot for of that. Sure. With that you, goes you know? for so many things. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's been really big. And then recently the past like two weeks, I've been reading the book of the power of the now and just paying so much attention to focusing on the now and it's it's really beautiful because now everything's like so slow and we're really just everyone's bored but like i hate the saying bored because you're just you're thinking about the future you're thinking about the past you're not actually present in the moment once you accept that that is like the only time that actually exists it's it's incredible like i was reading a quote today about someone talking about the difference between waiting and like being bored and waiting and being almost enlightened in like that moment there's like a lot of beauty in it it's just a different change in perspective has made this experience honestly really helpful and worthwhile. And just I've been planning like goals and manifesting, like writing down words of you love affirmations. Affirmations are so powerful in so many different ways. And that's just, um, I've been pretty much what I've been up to. Just trying to do new things every single day, explore and have fun. What about you, huh? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask a question about the affirmations. Cause no, yeah, call me off like, call halfway through when I'm talking about something. Oh, no, no, no. I want you to keep going. But I'm just curious because I know we've talked about this, and I know this is kind of a controversial topic, but with, you know, the whole, like, spiritual world or just, like, this awakened, more enlightened state that a lot of people are now in, and it's a little, it's a lot more prevalent now, like courses, yoga, meditation, all of that with a lot of the people that are doing this, you know, they tend to be women and their audiences tend to be women, but you know, there are a lot of men in this world. So, you know, there's not a lot of focus on enlightening men or, you know, enlightening that masculine side of the female. All of us have feminine and masculine sides of ourselves. So merging those together to a true equality unity, we need to work on the masculine and the feminine. So, for you, that's why I love talking to you because I'm so in my masculine. So it's, I feel like that's why we like get along and see a lot of things in the same way. So my question for you is with these affirmations, what do those affirmations look like for you? Like you can tell me one, you can tell me five, like what, um, what resonates with you, yeah, so you know, on a daily basis? Some of the things about affirmations is like you're, you're wanting in the now for like the future so you're saying i am uh open to abundance or anything like that if you are like really like want to manifest money into your life that's one option for me i think it's interesting and changing there's i forget who i was talking to about this but instead of saying like i will or i want saying i am and putting it in the present like going back to that state of being in the presence and recently i've been i've been on this huge journey with my eczema and the the Congan water has been helping a lot with that but it's still it's i feel like it's because i've been putting so much shit in my body for 22 years you know it takes a long time to really get it all out and recently one of my manifestations or affirmations have been my eczema is healed 
I would write it down like three or four times a day and like physically write it down, put in my subconscious, my eczema is healed. And I was on the journey and like some days it's so good and then some days it like gets really bad. I start itching again. Like there was a point where it was bleeding to the extent and it was just, it was brutal. And recently as I've, it's crazy, but like, as I've been saying that, I've noticed it's been improving like a little bit more. I haven't been itching it as much and it really has come such a long way. Oh my goodness. It's, yeah, it's like putting that intention into that. Yeah. I'm putting it in the now, yeah. not saying I will heal like it is healed. Yeah. And, and I think going off of that, it's something with like the lightning process yeah. with like that type of stuff is saying, you know, I don't have eczema or like I am suffering from eczema or something like that rather than, you know, putting it onto you. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So what are some other affirmations? Like maybe just some like blanket ones, like about like, I don't know, like, do you feel as though you like affirmations for, you know, getting a little bit of like an ego boost or uh, yeah, like you know, I love myself. Getting rid of that I'm fear beautiful. or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like you know, with social media, there's such this idea of body image and everything like that, and it's so easy to shame ourselves. And I think for me, growing up, confidence has been such a big thing. I think like my voice and like my confidence has been something that's evolved over time. And I think back in the day, um, I had this idea of wanting to be a super humble individual and like going about sports, even if I was the best or knew I was the best, I would downplay myself and be like, no, 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 it's whatever. And over time and after reflecting and kind of meditating on that, I realized I was doing myself such a disservice. Like I wasn't, and, I, and there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness because I, I just personally hated those cocky assholes that were in your face. But then there are times where you know, you're playing basketball with your buddies and you're just like chirping at them, you're talking trash and you're being a cocky ass. Elevate to this level where you've never even played before, but you always had in you. And once I like thought about that, that hit me and I was like, I have so much more in the tank than I've been like letting on, like what I could have done back then. I guess, again, I don't want to dwell on the past, but like having confidence in yourself is so big. So saying you're beautiful, saying, you know, you're amazing, saying you're going to make a difference. Or I, I say like, I'm a creator, I'm a motivator. I have a voice that needs to be heard that will be heard. And I've been like doing that. And then when it comes to like manifestation, like I will make $3,000 this month or because I feel like, I remember, I don't know if you talked about this, but the idea of being really specific in your goals, because for me, I would kind of have this generalization of things like I want to make money. But once you specify it, then that's when it comes into reality because it's so broad. There's really no pinpoint on it, you know. So that's been that's been really helpful. But yeah, just honestly boost yourself because in this time where it's so easy to get down on yourself, you know, you can have all the external validation in the world. But if you don't think you're pretty, or you don't think you're worth anything, then you're going to go throughout life thinking that your entire life. So we need that positivity on ourselves. That self-love is so important and writing it down, affirming it is is so big in that process. Yeah, absolutely. Like that reprogramming of your mind. And I just, I really just wanted to hear that from like a man, like a man, like a man's perspective, because I think it's so prevalent in like females and these people that are doing that, but I'm never hearing men say that. I think, you know, yeah, because, Sorry, I mean my figs. All right, side note, golden <laughs> California figs, the greatest dessert ever. They really are. They're so, so good. And dates. But um, I think it goes back to, you know, the days where men were hunters and gatherers and women 
were delicate and did the laundry and cooked and stuff like that. And that has really programmed. And then you get the whole CEO thing. And there's this whole you know, feminist movement about like wanting women to get to those positions because a lot of women are so qualified for these positions. But because of their genetics, they don't have that accessibility. But there's such a, a push for men being masculine and dominant and forceful almost that because like i remember growing up playing basketball with your boys if you show a sign of like a weakness like crying or you know being soft or taking the earth anything you know you're really ridiculed and that is still a part of culture i think we're starting to evolve a little bit more because i remember like about like joel and Bede. he he cried at the end of when they lost the game seven so brutal we're philly fans and it was so brutal when they lost but he cried and some of the older basketball players who are like all-time greats were ridiculing him like he cried and then some other people were saying that is so honestly beautiful that he cried because he was so emotional and that he wanted to win so badly that it brought him to tears and men who want to be badasses are afraid of their emotions and your emotions you know kind of run the show you know and we're and when you kind of seclude or keep that inside. I think that's why I've done a lot of my childhood and growing up. I kept my emotions inside so much that I was afraid to feel. And then once you let it out, you release that like feminine energy. It's you become such a balanced individual instead of just being you know, dominant and all that kind of stuff. So I think but I definitely think we're gravitating towards an age where it's okay for men to cry or men to feel. And I think I think women appreciate that a lot too and being finding that balance, that yin and yang. So I'm really excited to see where, where we go with this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something going off of what you were saying with, you know, the emotional side of things, that's definitely something that's prevalent still in our society, but I think is getting better, like you're saying. But um, with all of that, you know, that's just a disservice to men and women, really, because women are then going to have to take on all of that emotional you know, ness of a relationship or, you know, your mom with a son or your husband, you know, all of those dynamics. But there's also such a wave still of in like advertising and stuff like that with men and their masculinity mm -hmm. that's still going on. And I think something that I'm really passionate about and like studied in college and still am very passionate about it in my industry specifically is like models and actors and things like that. They like women have their own roles. And like sexualized whatever mm -hmm. but men have them a lot too where mm -hmm. they're over sexualized and all of these yeah. things and i think i don't think that's talked about enough so honestly yeah you know i mean but like you know we all have these roles that have been put onto us and i think we're definitely you know pulling those pieces apart and starting to go in a different direction yeah. with that so. i think it's so beautiful like you looking at it like from the male's perspective and then me looking at it from the female perspective and just realizing how stereotypes and stereotypes but generalizations have become such an implemented part on our society like even thinking about like if i think about europe or things going on in africa or asia i am the only like if i hear something and i've learned about it one time then that's all i associate that entire state or country with when in reality it's so untrue it's unreal and you know where to move this interesting yeah i mean yeah generalizations can go for anything and i i am so one you can ask anyone mm -hmm. i am i hate generalizations like i will go on a full debate with you if you're a generalizing some group of people oh, like, yeah. i'll never forget i was like in this college class and 
basically the entire assignment that day was showing videos of people like shaming men. And I, I raised my hand and I was like, uh, this is the biggest generalization I have ever heard. Like I have, you know, a boyfriend, a brother, a dad, and I know that they would never do stuff like this. So you can't group one gender into saying that this is all men. Mm -hmm. So anyways, (laughs) enough about that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I just, uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, But so yeah, going back to you with sports and stuff, I think this is something that I just, I don't really know the answer to, so I'm curious, is, you know, you're talking about how you've been humble and you played sports your whole life and, like, you kind of suppress certain things, and then now you're not like that. So, like, where did that shift in that line kind of – Why? when did you jump over that line and be like, you know, I'm done being this way. I want to, like, step into my power and, like, do what I want to do and, like, be this different type of hybrid vibration. Yeah, that's interesting, I guess. Because I mean, we played on a lot of travel teams, a lot of AAU teams, and I've had some coaches who are like really intense and assholes, really. And it was just winning, 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 and like all this stuff was so geared towards, you know, winning and being the best. And it wasn't until like honestly the biggest kind of like movement in my life or awakening was when I got mono, and I wasn't able to play junior year, and I realized what life is without basketball, essentially. And then I think, again, the big transition was going from high school where I'm playing sports my entire life. I'm running every single day, doing all this stuff. Like in eighth grade, I was playing three sports a day. It was insane. And then I go to college where I might play like intramural sport, but it there it loses that competitivity, the com- competitiveness. And I remember oh, I was coming to the realization about competition and like what really matters essentially lost that stuff but um yeah and then I I got into surfing and I was watching this documentary about it's called the momentum generation I think with like uh Kelly Slater and Rob Machado and Kelly Slater best surf in the world hands down has won the best he's like I don't know he's like almost 50 and he's still surfing still like one of the best and and there was a point in his life where he was gonna break and he was like breaking down he was crying like all the pressure was just it was so much and there's so much pressure for competing and competing is everything like you want to beat the other person then you realize what's the point of this you know why am i doing this in the first place and then i came to the realization about joy so there's kelly slater who was on one end of the complete competitive spectrum and then you got rob machado who after competing for a while kind of just said all right i'm gonna drop competing competitively i'm gonna travel the world make films and surf because i love it and just connect with people on a different level so he's surfing for the reason of i personally love it and it like fills me with joy and kelly slater's doing it i mean i personally don't know why like his motivation like for it is but i mean it's like for the accolades it's for being the best and wanting to be the best and i feel like when you kind of keep pushing that you realize that all the material things in the world aren't going to fulfill you inside. And that goes back to like having money versus like being materialistic versus, you know, having so little, but all this love around you. And I think at the end of the day, it really does come to love. And I was, again, I was thinking once I started surfing and getting into that, I was like, honestly, I think I would hate competing if I like surfing. I have so much joy just going out there, like sitting out there, bobbing up and down, catching waves with my buddies. 
And if you if I had to put a uniform on and go out there and compete with other dudes, I think I would hate it, honestly. And growing up, like I played bat, I start off playing basketball competitively instead of going playing pickup games. Now I play pickup games with my buddies and have like the time of my life. And I think once I've realized that I want to do things for the joy of it instead of winning, then that's when everything settled in. And I just realized I just want to love and live and be the best version of myself. And even like looking back on myself and when you're kids and also I was, a, I was an education major for a little bit of time. So I kind of took the perspective of the kid and then like the teacher and the adult. And I've done a bunch of camps and with like basketball camps with like little fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh graders. And I was watching them and I was just reflecting on how I was at that age. And these kids, they're greedy. They want to win. They're trying to, they're like crying whenever nothing, like things don't go their way or they want it, like all this stuff. And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, it's so annoying. And then I think back, I'm like, I was exactly like that kid. I wanted to win everything. I cheated to win, you know, like that was the only thing that mattered. And even like going back to like playing Candyland or like life, I physically remember cheating in life. Why, you know? We are all so competitive though, our whole family. And then there was a time where dad, we were at the beach and we are playing life. Again, pretty simple rules. I don't even remember what exactly happened, but he kind of just like, he was going back with like our cousin and then it was just like, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. I just like gave up, you know? And and when you're like compete, like I would rather lose drastically, like epically lose and have so much fun than compete, be an asshole, cheat and win. Like there's no joy in that, you know? And I feel like once I've just, I think a lot of reflection has, has been really helpful in that and like how I was and how I want to be. I think that's just been the biggest turning point in it. And it's all attention perception everything yeah yeah so when when do you think that change happened like what year oh gosh uh honestly i this is so corny but i like honestly i'm like if someone asks me my life story how am i gonna tell it and i've recited this like a lot so i've practiced this a lot (laughs) but um remember (laughs) we were gonna go to costa rica and panama so the only time we've ever been or me personally, I've ever been outside the country, is on a cruise to the Bahamas. If you've ever been on a cruise, you know, you port, you land, you're there for a few hours and you leave. So I never really got to soak in the culture or anything like that. It was so beautiful, so amazing. But it wasn't, I wanted to go to travel to see how other people live and feel the energy there. And we were we were packing up to go to Costa Rica. And I remember mom telling me, like, it's like she had this whole chart of, like, where your energy is or, like, where you want to be, right? And I think Costa Rica was one of them. She's like, Ange, this is this trip's gonna change your life." And I'm like, "Okay, mom, thank you. Have a nice day." And just like over those, it was like 13 days or whatever. I just it was like a light just woke up inside of me. I was happier. I came back. We took pictures. Like Dad looked at the pictures. Like I've never seen you smile like that before. I was just like radiating. I was just happy all the time. We would wake up super early, go to bed super late. I just wanted to attack every single day, and I was living in that moment and i came back yeah you really were it was unreal so and then i and then that remember sam the guy who was our one of our tour guides and he was talking about how he's just a wanderer and how he's never settled down he's never lived in one area because he wants to travel he doesn't want to be confined to one area so and then i came back to school i missed the first week of school and I knew I knew I was gonna miss the first week of school. I did that honestly on purpose because I emailed all my teachers and I was like, "This is what's gonna happen." And I was in the middle of an education yeah. program, 
like professional program and I was supposed to go to an orientation on Wednesday, ended up missing it. Had a meeting with my advisor. I don't know if you remember this conversation that we had, but I I remember it have never I'm not again I'm not much of a crier still. Every once in a while, you know, I s I wanna like embrace my emotions, but I don't really cry that much. I have a reason to. And I cried that day and I've never been because we were always I was always a good kid, didn't like breaking the rules or anything like that. Honestly never don't even remember getting grounded ever. And that was the first time I'd ever been talked down to. Like so hardcore. It was it broke a part of me and I was like, is this really what I want to do with my life? So, like, and can you just tell me what she said? Like kind of just sum it up really. She, quick, I was like, so I go in and I'm all excited to tell her about, you know, my trip and how life changing it was and she just cut me off like like after like ten words going into that. And I immediately just felt like an energetic change, like, oh shit, you know, like this is about to go down. And then she was saying how irresponsible I was to know that I had that trip when school was in like happening. And honestly, going back, I would have done it 10 times. I would have missed the first two weeks of school. Are you kidding me? Because like, <laughs> when I look back 50 years from now, that's what I'm going to remember, not the first week of school. And, and then she was. So true, yeah. And that was like yeah. a game changer for you. I too. literally you needed, needed to. to. Like that yeah. was the transition point in my life. And she was talking about her daughter saying how like she would get great with kids, but not everyone's fit to be a teacher or something like that. And then this other woman knocks on the door and she was like, oh, you're Angela. I'm like, yeah. And then I was all excited to tell her about my trip. And then she was like, where were you on Wednesday? And I told her I went on a trip and she was like, you were on vacation. And I didn't even look at it as a vacation. Like this was an awakening, you know? So I was just... <laughs> I was getting brutally attacked and oh my god it was just I got the worst vibes like I wanted to be kind of like I just love I love kids and I want to be like buddies with them and she was like you can't be buddy buddies with your kids you gotta be a professional relationship and and then she was talking about like I there was some woman I was emailing back and forth and then I like referenced her and said her first name and she like yelled at me for calling her by her first name you mean like doctor so-and-so I was like what where am I right now? <laughs> and then I like, like this is not for me. Feeling so low. Oh my gosh, such a low point. And then I texted you. I texted her caller. I think I texted you. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And <laughs> and then you kind of just woke me up. And then I I went on a different track. I honestly just went to college to graduate. And then I ended up taking changing a major to take like communication sociology classes, things I actually enjoyed. And the next semester or year and a half I've been taking classes that I love and I've just been that it was like that moment once I made that change it was such a brutal like two week span I there was just one professor that I had the first day of class it was like the worst encounter ever and then I got like a 50 on the first assignment I started off with like a 40 in the class and I ended up with like a b plus and like I like told him like I'm gonna get myself back up and he was like, you're one of like the only kids to, like ever say that he was gonna do it and do it. And then I just oh something just clicked and I was just I was I was getting it all the time. And then I started to read more. I really started reading more. Like you know, like mom was talking about this like on Monday. She was like, You kids never read, like we would run around the library and all this stuff. And I would always I would always watch the movies. I love the movies. And then once you read the books, you really realize how much better the books are than the movies. And it's totally. but it's about so finding good. the right books that exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And when you're reading a book, you know, people say like books change my life and everything. And it's not necessarily just the words, like anyone can put words on a page, but it's you applying that and then it changes your perception to something new. And then you look at life in a completely different way and that's your new reality. 
And that's kind of what happened to me. And I started getting some more yoga and meditation and just being in touch with nature because we've honestly always been attached to that. I feel like mom always said we were awakened and always opened us up to that. But I've, I think throughout my life, I've really realized this, like you can give a horse, what is a horse, an elephant water, but you can't make him drink it. Is a horse or an elephant? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so honestly, like you can, you can't really change people. You can just kind of inspire and motivate them to see the light really. And once you start living like your best vibrational self, then you attract other people to want to feel as good as you do. And that's once I started applying things and started feeling good a lot more, I was like, why would I ever go back? You know. So now things are changing and I'm just evolving to new experiences and new feelings and just being present. And it's it's been pretty amazing. And I was talking to mom about this. She's like, you're always, because I feel like you're always like, oh, I wish I learned this like five years ago or whatever. But like, I'm like 22 years old, like you're 24. <laughs> 24. <laughs> 24. Like we're so young right now and being open up to that is pretty amazing. Like, we got a, a long life ahead of us. So I don't know, it's pretty cool, but definitely that Costa Rica trip, just the energy there was different. And I remember walking on campus the first day. <laughs> I was so excited. I had the jitters, you know, it was like Friday, I just dropped you off at the airport and I went to school. All my shit was in the car and I'm like walking. I'm like, yeah, first day of school, you know. And I get there, and once I start seeing people, my energy was like, like straight up. I saw everyone on their phones, and I was like, wow, we're we're back to this. We're back, and this is how it's always been, you know? So it's crazy how when you're at that such a high state, and then you realize how low you've always been, you're like, shit, and that woke me up too. And I was I was one of those people like throughout my entire childhood and life and stuff, so... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that that's one of those things that once you start getting in, like once you start traveling and doing things like that and having these like awakenings, it's about like bringing that emotion and feeling and that light inside of you from that trip and, you know, putting that in and implementing that in your life moving forward, whether it's through, you know, uh, you know, the sound baths you do or the sweat lodges or, you know, the chanting and the yoga and meditation yeah, and, and, and just creating that throughout your life yeah totally and like when you talk about the sweat lodge this is like one of the most the, like the coolest things that's happened in my life and it's just like going for it and again i want to talk about being present but we have this free yoga class at school it's called sunrise yoga monday wednesday thursday friday and i went um i had an instructor last year and she was amazing i loved her and her name was gloria and i kind of really wanted her again this semester and I realized there was another name. His name was his name was Alex. Unisex name, so I didn't know if it was a guy or a girl. You go in with like an idea, and you're like, I don't know, I don't know. So I go there, and there's this guy, and like he's super cool, super like chilled out. His I really liked his practice too. Is very like meditative, but stretching, and just I learned like so much throughout that time. And he would always ask what everyone's name is, and so it was just a really homey environment. And then just like after some, I would go like two to three times a week. And then he had practices on Sundays at this park under an oak tree. So I started just going to that. And little did I know, I started to form this relationship with my yoga instructor. I ended up getting his number. And he's like the nicest, coolest dude ever. And he introduced me to this sweat lodge. And like he would call me now, like to go on like a jog or something like that. And like we're just like homies now, which is like so like weird. Like you're homies with your 
yoga instructor from school like what but I was just I was just like enjoying that present moment in life and I just like reached out to him I just talked to him because like growing up I feel like I feel like all of us were always like we're pretty shy I want to say I feel like you were the most outgoing out of all of us for sure but we were still like have this reserve side to us and then once you start just being like fuck it dude like who cares you know let's go for it and you just open these doors and new experiences and that sweat lodge was like one of the coolest things ever and and like surrendering to the flow the, yeah the exactly experiment. that's what it is yes michael singer surrender experiment michael go read singer. it guys what a guy so good but yeah I, i'm yeah. curious about your experience with the sweat lodge because i've only seen it in like the movies like it was i don't even like know if i've seen it in the, like what movies <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I think it's in like the proposal. Don't they go in like a sweat lodge thing? Oh, I'm not sure. No, no, no. Movies. That's like when um when Betty White she's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's like dancing in her like Native American outfit. That is a great movie. So funny, but yeah, the, I think the beautiful thing about it was that I had honestly no idea what it was. And like you know, like when you yeah. watch a movie, I personally I always do a lot of research. But if I go into a movie and I literally don't do any research, I don't know anything about it. It's honestly such a more global experience because if you have an expectation, that's like that's like telling someone you have to see this movie. It's so funny. Like it's the funniest movie you'll ever see in your entire life. It might be so so funny, but since you made that expectation so high, it's almost impossible to even reach that. So I went into this sweat lodge with no expectations, and it was the coolest thing. There was one of this this one. It was like the Waccamaw tribe. I think I don't know if that's the right tribe, but there was this guy who's been practicing for like forty years, and he we had these seats. We had um, this one guy, and they would have like some of these guys had like tribal names, like uh, Sukumi, I think. And we had this drum circle, and I learned about like Native American practices, like North, South, East, West, you know, Father Sky, and the positioning of the moon and the sun, and how everything honestly has so much meaning and purpose. And like you went in oldest to youngest, like everything had meaning and value. And that was so cool. And I went with one of my buddies and then we went into the sweat lodge. There was like 31 super hot stones. We covered this little hut. There was like a little hut, like surrounded by this little like uh, dome in the middle where you would put the, I don't even know the right word, where you would put the rocks, like a little hole yeah. in the ground and we would cover blankets over so no heat would be escaped. And we all got in saying crisscross applesauce took our shirts off and not like in a weird way like guys had their shirts girls had their girls on and stuff but um we would put seven rocks in at a time and then each one we would like pour a bucket of water on it and then it would steam up and it was like a steam room and growing up like i remember senior year junior no junior year we went into like the steam room and the sauna a lot and it is such an amazing experience because you just sweat out all the the guck and the dirt the and the pores, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, you just feel like a new person afterwards. That's literally what they said. So it would start off like they had a heat gun too to make sure like no one would pass out or it wasn't like dangerous levels. And we would have each round, first seven rocks, pour it on. It was like kind of hot, nothing crazy. And then everyone would kind of talk about their experiences. And I, it's been, it's honestly been a while. I think I went the first one I went to was January, February, and we talked about a lot, a lot, it was a lot of emphasis on the ancestors and us. And there was this one woman, I think it was like Sukumi's wife who lost her brother like a, month, a couple of months ago. And it just got really emotional, but it was such a loving environment where everyone just started like crying. And then another round was about another topic. And then, yeah, we would all, we would, we would say all of our aunts, like all of the people in our lives that we lost and then we would honor them. And it was such a beautiful ritual really. 
And then each round, we put seven more rocks, poured water in it, put like sweet grass on it, burned it, so it smelled really nice in there. And then after like the fifth round, I think, or sixth round, where all 31 rocks were in, um, we just sat there and it was fuming, man. Like it was kind of hard to breathe. And then you really had to focus on your breath. And when you got out, it was like your, it was your rebirth, essentially. And it was this perfect temperature outside where it was like a crispness in the air. And we walked out and it was just like you really yeah. just came out of the womb. It's insane. So that was just like the coolest thing. And then I connected with like these like Native American tribe people. And I never would have had that if I didn't reach out and just like be myself with Alex, my yoga instructor. So it's honestly amazing where life can take you when you are in the moment. Absolutely. And just go for it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I love that so much. That sounds so, so cool. cool. And for me, at me and my experience, and clearly it sounds the same for you, and I think this happens to a lot of people, is that, you know, there's two parts of this where, okay, you're living in this specific type of life where maybe you're not being your full self and you're not being clear about your messages and what you want. So these people keep coming to your life that just like aren't aligning with you. And you're just like, why am I surrounded by all these shitty people? Or like, not that they're shitty, but they're just not aligning yeah. with you. But then once you get really clear about what you actually want and what you care about and all of these things, people just start flowing into your life that are meant to be in your life. So, you know, once you had that shift, then it was like one after another, just these things kept coming into your life and, you know, all lined up to work out at the time it was supposed to work exactly. out. So that's awesome. It's the, it's the energetic vortex. If you, do you, have you listened to Abraham Hicks? I really haven't, no, he's, but I know. pretty rad about that and, and talking yeah. about because that's essentially the law of attraction is what it is yeah. and it's such a cool concept and again when you were talking it was all about being specific and kind of knowing what you wanted like you could say oh i want a better life for myself but how are you going to actually do that what are you going to actually implement what are you going to focus on who do you want to attract like that's another thing you can physically write down people who you align with like if you want if you want that like dream boyfriend or girlfriend like write down like kind of the attributes that you want so that's what like my friend kate did and well, this is like a couple of weeks maybe a month later she found him it was like the perfect guy. And it's just, it's funny how that works. But once you realize that everything in life is energy, like inanimate objects, everything of matter and everything is physically moving and has an energetic frequency, then you want to vibe and then your vibrations attract what you want. And it's crazy. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Like I've had incredible experience with like law of attraction and stuff like that. And like, I know I've, you're bringing it up. I talk about the specifics of it. And about maybe three years ago, I read um, You Are a Badass by Brene. Oh, my gosh. I have. I think that's what it's by, right? I have that book. Actually. You have it? I was yeah. reading. I got two books. Oh, what was the first one? I don't even remember. But I got two books, and that was one of them. And I gifted it to a friend. And I think she finished reading it. So I got to read that, get that book back. But that is on, like, my next list. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm yeah. excited. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure how, like, targeted it is for, like, men like because the language might be very feminine based i don't know but it's basically like abraham abraham mm -hmm. hicks like it's the same general idea but anyways the book just empowered the shit out of me to be like i need to stand up for myself and i need to do what's best for me and i need to get clear about what i want and there was like really great examples in the book where like she had a friend that like you know, wanted to buy this house, but she didn't have the money for it. She didn't know really where she wanted to be. And then she got really clear about like, I want to spend literally this amount to the cent. This is exactly where I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to have. And it like just showed up in her life, like a couple weeks later. And then she had an experience of like, 
you know, she had this beater car and she kept like putting it off because she, you know, she was putting herself like lower where, oh, my business isn't making a lot of money. I'm not going to be able to afford a nice car. I can't fix this car where she got to a point of where her car was like water was leaking into it. Like she had no choice. She had to get another Mm -hmm. car. So she went to the like um, dealership and she, you know, she was in like a, say like a Kia or something. And she was like, well, yeah, this is like a nice car. I can afford this. And then she went in an Audi and was like, oh, I feel mm-hmm. so good in this car. Like this resonates with me so much more. Like I want this. And she ended up buying the Audi or leasing it, whatever she did. And then her business just excelled like crazy because she put herself in that frequency of like, I can afford this because I'm abundant and this is what my business is going to look like and stuff like that. So, you know, once you create that mindset for in that frequency and getting clear on what you want like you're unstoppable at that point really? you know? that's an amazing story that's like because you were yeah. a mom like growing up she would always say you know money is energy you know and like mom and dad's just a different like kind of perspective on it dad's he'll like um look at different stores and try to get the cheapest price for it and i mean that's bad and mom would spend and spend and spend and all this and uh, right because she was looking at his like exactly and then she would always say she would just get like some random check in the mail or something like that and that's how she lives her life just a free state because honestly like if you go into a store and you're like i don't care about the price i'm just gonna go that feeling honestly is so empowering and feels so good and then again like you said you put yourself in the vortex and then things start attracting and things start clicking and there's not that lack mindset essentially yeah. And I think, you know, you have to be a little clear about, okay, you know, you can't overspend your needs. Obviously. You have to be like practical about it, but it definitely is like, like things that like affirmations. And I always talk about one of the good ones that I always hear about like money mindset and stuff is like, when you swipe your credit card or you pay with cash, you say there's more where that came from. Ooh, or like, I I'm like so that. grateful that I have the money to buy this and like, say, you know, you have your your dog got sick or something and you need to bring them to the vet and you have to pay a thousand dollars instead of being like oh i really don't have this money i don't know what i'm gonna do be like i am so grateful that i had this money to help the animal that i love or something and that's in terms of anything and just looking at in like a more positive then that money will come back Mm -hmm. to you you know in whatever way it is it will come back to you so yeah and back to like the law of attraction and stuff like that like in my experience like i'm going to talk about this tenfold in another episode but um you know i had had a lot of change in my life and i moved somewhere and i kept attracting all these people that were not aligning with me and i was like how am i going to find my people in this new city like i i'm not having any success yada yada and then i did all of this inner work and got really clear about the type of people i wanted to be around and i did exactly what you said and i was like i want my friends to be xyz all of these things and those people just kept flowing into my life and now i have this whole group of friends so you know i was having this block and i wasn't voicing what i really cared about so like of course i wasn't going to be attracting people that aligned with me cuz no one knew who, what i was mm-hmm. about you know like i was lying to myself so and true. everybody else so that's yeah. so honestly so true because I, I can't say how many times I would buy something and be like, fuck, why am I doing this? Like, it's, this hurts. Like, and then I would like physically, like my like my mentality would lead to like a physical hurt. And I read this, I, I, forgot, I forget the name of the book, but mom, I think it was mom's friend wrote this book and she was talking about the energy of eating and how if you're, so if you're eating a food that's like kind of unhealthy, let's talk about a cheeseburger, for example. And you're trying to eat really healthy. You know, cheeseburger, not the best thing in the world. Um, 
but you eat it and do enjoy every single bite of it. And you're like, oh my God, this is the best cheeseburger of my life. It's, I, there's like, she had like a number scale or something. And it was actually healthier for her to eat it with the intention of loving it than eating something that might be healthy, but with a negative energetic exchange with it. Like you eat a salad and like, I hate this. This is the grossest thing ever. It's like, actually, I don't know. Yeah, I talk about like, this all the time. Yeah, I totally know. And what I was watching. Have you seen um Into the Wild? Like the coolest thing. Oh my I gosh! Yeah, I read that book in in high school, and Alexander Supertramp. He's just he gets rid of material items, like burns money to like the extent like doesn't need a car. Like he's he's his parents were gonna give him a car for his graduation. He was like, I don't want a car, and he's just a wanderer, just travels and just lives. It's honestly such a beautiful book and movie. And he's there's this one scene where he's eating an apple and he's just looking at the apple and he eats the apple and he's like, I love you. Like, like you're amazing. You're the best apple I've ever had. You're juicy, you're red, like flavorful, all that stuff. And he's speaking with this apple frequency and it's it's so beautiful and it's going back to that that energy, how everything really is is alive. No, I, I totally I talk about this all the time where like you know, you should just enjoy that, you know, brown yeah. or something. If you're, if you're eating healthy, most of the time, you should enjoy what, you know, that cheat day or whatever, like, there's no need to be negative about it. And, you know, create that physical, emotional response to it. And it's like, it's like what you were talking about on your story the other day with the strawberries, <laughs> like being oh, in the moment with your so food much and better. Like, oh, this is so good. like, yeah, because so time so like often now, you know, we eat in front of the TV or a computer, we're working and eating or on our phones where like, you don't really, you, you eat and you're like, where did that's, my food that go? Is the like, I'm done. I still do that sometimes and I yeah. hate it because it upsets my stomach first of all. And then I remember being with like my basketball buddies and it was like a competition as to who could eat the fastest. Like guys, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, and then once you slow, cause once you eat really fast and then you're done, you kind of want more, you want more. And then I realized, once you slow down, because I think once you like stop eating or once you're full, your bot your mind doesn't think you're full until like twenty minutes afterwards. So I I cannot how many times I have been bloated and like unable to move after eating because I couldn't stop. I swear I don't know. I blamed it on like OCD or something. I was like I can't stop. And, and right, yeah. rea- in reality, I was just I just needed to stop for twenty minutes, maybe drink some water or something, and then I was fine and felt great. And once I started doing that, my digestion is better. And I just genuinely feel better. So all right, I, I've been reading this book called The Powers of Now. I've been really just loving it. It's been great. And there's this, going back to how everything is alive, there's this one one passage that I want to read. He, um, all right, let me, it's The Powers of the Now by Eckhart Tolle. Might have butchered his name. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> so it says, everything that exists has being, has God essence, has some degree of consciousness. Even a stone has rudimentary consciousness otherwise it would not be and its atoms and molecules would disperse everything is alive the sun the earth the plants animals humans all are expressions of consciousness in varying degrees consciousness manifesting as forms drop the mic that was so good so true and and i feel like there's like there are people who are analytical logical and then people who are intuitive and I feel like when you when you're channeling your intuition, you can feel or when you focus on something, you can feel the energy. Like if you look at a tree, like how many times have we probably seen trees, but have you ever looked at a tree 
and you can see its aura like at a certain time of day honestly no i think if you you're not looking at it you look through it right and, <laughs> and you can see its aura around it you can see the energy around things when you're actually looking at it like we're honestly blind so many parts of the day it's crazy and it's so sad and we're so unopened to it and there are so many people who are analytical and who need like it's like the scientist versus like the magician like people need science people need facts people need to physically see and for it to be true versus the energetic field like the etheric world which is we physically cannot see with our naked eyes but we can like feel with our energetic aura essentially and that I real, you know, I just thought of that. That's the first time I thought about that. That was, <laughs> that was great. I love that. I was just talking to mom about that yesterday. Really? It's so great. I love that so much. It's so interesting. I know. Um, going back a little bit because I know you're so passionate about this, but going off to the sweat lodge. What? I'm excited about what you're going to say. I don't know. <laughs> Going off of the sweat lodge, I know that you're obsessed with your morning routine. It's something that you love. So I'd really love to hear about your morning routine and your cold shower pre. Oh, I've <laughs> preached this more in the past like two weeks than I have in my entire life. And it's funny because you say the word love and I feel like at first it's, I think it's just like learning a habit. It's really not something like I love or I want to do. Or there are times oh, yeah. you want to sleep in. There are times you want to do it. And love is like an interesting word in that aspect. But it really is like the aftermath of doing the work in the moment, in the morning. And then the feeling afterwards and how it makes the rest of your day. Yeah, I, I love it now. Like I'm obsessed with it. it is, and it is so vital because once you start to see results from it, because it's just like it's just like lifting weights. It's just like doing anything like that. Like you go to the gym one time, you burn. And then you don't go again. You're never going to see results or anything. Like if you eat healthy one day and then eat fast food for the rest of your life, like it's not going to do anything. So it's all about implementing it and then staying consistent with that. So when I started my morning routine ritual, it's it's just been, again, it was like that idea of how I didn't work out. I didn't wake up early because I was waking up when I was in my like grind at like 630 go to the gym and then like breakfast and then go about my day. And when I didn't do that, I was so thrown off. It was insane. And I feel like now, especially when there's no structure really to a lot of things, it's so easy to lose sight of our morning routine, wake up late and rush throughout our day, maybe grab a bagel or something, then go about it. And then we're just frantic the rest of our day. It was super unhealthy for us. So now I, you know, I would like set an alarm and I would try to wake up relatively early. I'm honestly not, I guess since I don't have like a structured day waking up, I still want to wake up early, but I like, I'm not waking up at like six 30 anymore, honestly. Cause I, you know, we should get the right amount of sleep, like seven hours, eight hours of sleep or whatever. But, um, you would wake up, I'll wake up. I would make my bed first thing in the morning, right there. Bang. My buddy Peyton Jones told me about this and it's subconsciously like you do it and you've come, you've checked something off. You have completed something for the day. You've been awake for like, 30 seconds you know that's a powerful feeling that you don't really think about but subconsciously it's really it's really really quite powerful and then when i was in my morning routine i would go to the gym afterwards and then i would take a shower and i'm gonna go on the rant again i'm gonna do it but <laughs> old showers are so rad guys so rad because first time i did it i 
I always like knew like going from hot to cold, hot to cold is really good for the skin. It's good for the pores. It wakes you up and it's really cool. So I would turn it from hot to really cold and then immediately turn it back up. Like, and then it would like lag a little bit, get cold for like three seconds and then go back. I'm like, all right, I'm wow, that was great. That was so cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and then I saw the goop lab, which is on Netflix hosted by Gwyneth Paltrow. And I think it was the second episode. I don't know the name of the guy. I need to like actually look into this guy's life because he is something else. Like he's a different breed. His mind is so strong that he's won a bunch of Guinness Book of World Records for holding positions for super long, which is more mental than it is physical. And he's just, it's insane. So he, he had this whole show where he had like six or seven guests on and they did all these exercises and all this stuff. And then at the very end, they were in this like lake setting they're like mountains in the background there's snow on the ground it's freezing cold and they're in their bathing suits and they're doing like jumping jacks trying to get ready and they get to like this dock and they jump off into the water one after another and i remember him saying that the water is so cold that you need to focus on your breath or else you could like pass out something crazy like like that extent of breaking that barrier of comfort to the extreme so each person do it one after another, and they were encouraging each other. Yeah, let's go! And once they were all done, they all swam back to the shore, and they were just like kind of just you know jumping up and down, shaking, and, and they were all just like smiling and just like excited. And then they went inside and like drink coffee, had blankets around, and they were talking about their experience. And for a lot of them, it was like a wake up call. It was, it was, it was one of the, the biggest shifts in their life. And something so simple as jumping in cold water and coming out like that and having this realization or some crazy form of enlightenment from that was so fascinating. Jeez. And I think it goes back to, you know, working out and you can go to the gym and just like do a bunch of random stuff, but you don't build muscle until you like break the fibers by pushing it past the limit that you think you can do. Again, we only like push ourselves, what is it, like 40%? We go 40% and then we actually don't actually, so we mentally, we mentally stop. Like if I'm doing push-ups and I'm tired at 10, I'll stop at like 12 when I can really do like 25. So we only like push ourselves to 40% and then, but we really have access to all that more energy. And, and when you're taking a shower, or you're in cold water. I would now I would turn it to really cold and I would try to try to do it for 30, 30 seconds. That's why I start off 30 seconds or start at 15 seconds and 30 seconds. And I was like, hold myself up, like hold my nuts up, like squeeze myself. <laughs> and, and I would like start saying affirmations, like I love myself, I'm beautiful, I'm healthy, I'm not cold, <laughs> like all that stuff, right? And, and then I, I turned it back to hot and it was just like, whoosh, I'm alive. Like I didn't die, are you kidding me? And I just felt so awake in that moment. And then next time I did 30 seconds and it was just as more powerful. And then a minute. And now I'm almost, I've done it so many times where it's not even cold enough. But once you realize you're like, you're in the morning, it's like, depending what time you wake up, it's super early in the morning. You really haven't done what you really plan to do for the rest of the day. And you've done something that you thought you couldn't do. You're like, what the hell? I can do anything now, you know? So it's just such an empowering thing. So simple. Just turn it, start off, start off slow. But cold showers, good for the body, good for the pores, wakes you up and motivates you. So I love cold showers. Cold showers are super rad. Yeah, I have a friend of a friend that I met recently at a biohacking event in New York City. And he has like a nootropic company. 
and he was talking we were talking about cold showers and I was like it was like right before you had brought it up to me and I was like this is weird so anyway he was saying that something that's really good to get yourself like into that you know routine is if you just put it on really cold put your arm in it like rub your arm yeah because it like warms it up but it's still cold on it and then like maybe just put your shoulder in and like rub it and then like your back first and like then you just get like, like used to doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's like walking in the like, ocean, for example. Yeah. Like you put your yeah. toes in first and you're like, all right, oh, yeah. and then you go in, you got your knees in, you're like, oh, okay, okay, and then you go in and then you <laughs> and it just like slowly gets gets into it. Super powerful. Yeah, for sure. And I know like my, yeah. like Tess, you know, Tess, like she's like a friend of mine and she works in California now at some type of company that oh, does no all this biohacking stuff and he always talks about like cold showers and it, how it helps with like jet lag. And then also just like, like if you wake up in the morning and you're like exhausted, that Boom. cold shower is just going to like yeah. boost your circulation up and your blood's going to start flowing better. Like it's yeah. just good for all things. So I love that. I love that so much. And morning routines oh, yeah. are and I think, essential. And then I think the biggest thing that I've started implementing is writing down my to-do list and my affirmations and everything in a journal. because. When you have a to-do list oh, or true. you have you plan out the rest of the day like i'm i feel like first some people really like to go with the flow and like that's them and like that's that's beautiful and like i'm i really kind of suck at that but like having for me i kind of like a little structure and i like having things that i want to do for the rest of the day and then i like completing it so you have a to-do list and then you're me. doing the activity and i'm almost like so excited to do the activity so i can physically check it off off my list like I am so Alex Andrew. We are both Virgos, and this is such a Virgo thing to do. Like so organized, and like it's it's also about like yeah. holding that intention and like yeah. going to complete it. And then once you complete it, it's like okay, yeah. mentally I can double. And then on to the next thing. Now. And then yeah. Oh my God, it is just so powerful because I remember again, like throughout, I like reflect a lot on like who I was and who I am now, and I remember having these thoughts. Like I remember hearing about affirmations and vision boards and writing stuff down and having them on the wall or whatever and I was like that's cool and I just maybe like scribbled on my paper like one time and I was just like didn't do anything with it and nothing changed nothing changed and then honestly going to your place for the first time for Christmas like was it two years ago last year I don't remember but um you had sticky notes freaking everywhere it was unreal it was so cool and I was like damn just making it all happen. And then I saw that your vision board, you're like, I completed like 80% of this. I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh my God. Like what? <laughs> so. I know, dude. I know. It's powerful. But I, th I think something I just want to say, because I hear this sometimes is like, some people like aren't really creative. And when they hear like, oh, you need to make a vision board, they get kind of like stumped. Like, oh, I don't really know how to do that. Or like, I don't even really know what I want. Or like, you know, I'm more of a list person, yada, 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 whatever like works for you for your manifesting, like make a list in your phone and like maybe, and even just talking in like future tense or like present tense, like I'm so happy that I, you know, earned a million dollars this year. You know, that's a little excessive, but like maybe a little bit more um, tangible at this moment is like, I'm so grateful that I graduated from college with a 4.0 or something, yeah. you know, Thank like you. stuff like that, like talking yeah, as it, it already real. happened and things like that so i mean for me like i'm so creative i like visuals yeah. i've always been like a visual person so like i really like a vision board but you know a lot of people are like that more like analytical thinking yeah exactly and i was like a list i was so. talking to one of my buddies about i was like dude 
because we grew up playing basketball and like all sports and you know and we party we did all these things we started to build jock dudes and i was like dude like now that i've started like tapping into like more creativity and art and painting and like all this stuff i was like dude have you ever like thought about like doing something creative like like doing something artistic or anything like that and he was like they don't take this the wrong way but like like you have that i don't and i feel like that like i was thinking about that it was dwelling on me for so long and i feel like to a degree some people naturally are have a have a have a gift have talent like some people can see can like see it in their mind and then draw it and it's like unreal but i feel like the act of just creating an artistic i feel like we could we all have the uh, the ability to do it and it i don't know if you have anything to like touch up about like like creative expression or anything but i think it's so powerful and i know like two degrees some people might naturally be more into it and more in touch with it and just have the ability to do it to a higher level just like anything like if you're naturally better at like basketball or athletics or you know you have a gift in like mathematics or anything like that or trombone but um when it comes to creative expression like what are your thoughts on that like for anyone who someone who might not think that they have the ability to do it absolutely so um i think a big thing that we do from a very young age and i know i've done this for more analytical things is we'll say to ourselves i'm really not good at art you know I see all these people in my art class doing such great work with the projects we have, and I'm not looking as good as them. So I'm not good at art. I must not be good at art. And then you kind of condition yourself and you say this for pretty much the rest of your life. You're like, I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist. I'm not good at this. So then you're going to not be good at doing art. You know, you're, you're not going to try. You're not going to try your hardest where really everybody can be an art artist. Is Everyone artist. is an I've artist in their own like, way everything you know oh yeah absolutely art is so subjective too and that's like going on kind of a tangent like I went to college for a minor in art so you know it's frustrating as an artist when you're mm. getting critiqued and like critique is good but like with grades for art it's like okay yeah maybe you don't like this oh but gosh. I love this like I love this project you know like and, and just because you don't like it someone else might like it you know, like some of the art that's out there is like, I'm like, why is this a million dollars? This is not good. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like people are out there that pay a million dollars for, you know, big canvas artwork or like these big sculptures that people make where you're kind of mm -hmm. like, why is a that lot, worth yeah. that much money? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's so subjective. So like going back to like people not being creative, like all of us can be artistic. Maybe your art is coding or, you know, your art is drawing or your art is fashion design or being a stylist or being a basketball coach or like any of those things that is your art. So I think we're all creative and artistic. Maybe just you've mm -hmm. kind of dimmed that light inside of you and that ability because you're, you've been telling yourself years and years, you know, I'm not good at this one thing. Like I would do that for a math class. I'd be like, oh, I, I suck at math. I, just, I, I, I don't get it. Too, a lot. I can't. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, just not now. Like I will, yeah. or, you know, something like that, but like turning it into a positivity versus yeah, negative. Right. right. Or more be like, you know, I am good at math. I can yeah. do this. I just choose not to or something like that. Like for me, like now, like it's crazy. Cause like now that I'm in like the real world, it's like, I'm actually pretty good at like counting and doing yeah, multiplication no in my head and like adding in my head and like it makes so much more sense now. And I like do my taxes yeah. and like, you know, do is... my counting and bookkeeping. Yeah. And, stuff. and I'm but like, this school, is really not like, that bad, you know? Sucked, right? Like growing up. 
Well, because they teach you the one standard cookie cutter way to do everything. And that doesn't work for everyone. And also I found, I don't know what this is about, but at least in our education system growing up, I feel like they taught us the maybe the possibly hardest way to do something. And then when I got to college, I'm like, why did I not know that my whole life? That was so much easier to do. So, you know, like all education system, all teaching methods are different. So everyone's going to learn differently. And that's, you know, that's something to be aware of. I feel like with art, the beautiful thing about art is there's so much passion behind it. And I think passion is such a beautiful and important thing that gets tangled in life because we have we have to we have bills we have to pay we have all these things that we have to do and places we have to be but have we ever sat down and figured like am i passionate about the work that i'm actually doing and when it comes to art i feel like when like if you're editing a video or dancing or doing something artistic like painting or anything you can get lost in time like i could i could edit a video for two three hours like it's nothing and just have so much fun with it Whereas I'm doing math homework and I'm dreading every single second. It's the longest thing ever. And I've done like five problems, you know, it's, there's so much passion behind it. And it's the kind of passion where you don't even need to get paid. It's the thing. Like, I don't like, don't, you don't even have to pay me for this. Like I'll do it. And like art, art and expression like that, I feel like is, is really, really amazing in that. I was thinking, I was thinking back also yeah, when you sure. about critiquing and how, you know, you don't need other people's validation to do it. It pisses me off so much hearing movie critics and just how cynical they are. Oh, oh my, my God. I'm like, too. if I ever make it big me as an too. actor in this another lifetime or dimension, if someone asks me or, yeah, or critiques no, me this on, on like whatever art we created or movie we did or anything, oh my God, what was I going to say? Uh, I was like, what is the reason? Like, what is, like, why, why did the entertainment industry exist in the first place? And it's to entertain you. And there, I think that's in, in any yeah. industry in general. And yeah. I feel like but they yeah. they want they want to make something bad about it. They want to ruin it. They want to say it doesn't meet the standard. They want to say uh, the acting is bad or like this 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 or like there's this like like Outer Banks that show like the kid's 27 years old in real life and he's playing a 16 year old kid and you can totally say this is stupid because of that or like. You know, like you're watching a movie and this is something super unreal. It's like an amazing action movie. This thing's rocking my world. I'm on like cloud 22 and like shit's going crazy and I love it. But like this would never happen in real life. And then you have people who are like this would never happen in real life and it ruins the experience for all of us. But I feel like entertainment, if someone like asked me like something like critiques me on something like that, I'm like, why do we make movies in the first place? And it's so we could bring bunch of people right. friends family together for two hours forget about whatever shit's going on in life and enjoy ourselves and the experience itself and i feel like we're losing sight of that in a lot of artistic things when you're being critiqued and honestly things in life whenever you're being critiqued like playing basketball you're critiquing you're, you're getting critiqued over everything or you know so many things in life and it's it's it, i hate that but once you find that the same thing as like competing you know finding Absolutely. the joy versus finding validation or anything like that Absolutely. Going back to that, the, you know, what we watch movies to like get out of our own shit, like that movies were actually created in the twenties during the great depression to get people out of their own shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, 
you know, an hour, two hours, you just are fantasizing yeah. about this other thing, like, and not I thinking saw the movie. It. It's just, Have you know, seen the movie Shakespeare in yeah, Love? Yeah, it's fun. Rocked my freaking world. I'm taking the, yeah. I'm taking a theater class and we're doing Shakespeare, so I'm like, <laughs> trying to get into it, and I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, Shakespeare's a freaking genius, and then it was back in the time where, <laughs> where it was theater, and you would, you didn't have phones, you didn't have technology, you didn't have anything, it was word of mouth, Um, this guy would just, he would experience something and then get an idea sprint to his house write it down for like and like be in that moment forever and just like it was it's the most beautiful concept ever and it would just bring so and like the final performance brought so many people together and it was so i loved it i, lo- I love it i love the theater that's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say too with um, like the critiquing and stuff, where that can go for so many industries. Like from your experience oh. with that, but for me, it's like you know, oh my, that goes for music. Like, why do people get so worked up about someone else's yeah. music? Like, then don't listen yeah. to the music. <laughs> I don't know. And like for me, it's like I'm constantly on like these sets for these like, you know, companies shooting content of their clothes and stuff. And I've literally heard creative directors like looking at other people's photo shoots and being like, they already did this before. Like this is oversaturated. This doesn't look good. Yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, who cares? Like, just do what you want to do and like let them do what they're doing. You know what I mean? Isn't it crazy? I've thought about this before. How powerful music is on so many different levels like it creates identities for other individuals like this artist is doing it like doing making music for themselves like billy eilish and, and her brother phineas were like in the room creating music because they love doing it and then like rap music there's different genres and stuff and then when you associate yourself with that you put yourselves in their shoes and all you're doing is listening to that then you are you have this identity on you like if you like rap music and like it's i'm, I'm not a huge rap fan but i appreciate the artistic value to it and how like honestly there's a lot of beauty in like the words and the rhyme schemes and everything that goes on in it and a lot of people are shamed because they're associated with that kind of music and that really literally creates identities for individuals based off of what you like which is insane right absolutely and like music is so powerful for like people with like healing and like you know, like I've had music and I'm, I know so many other people, they are mm. like, this music got me through like yeah. this period of my life or whatever. So, you know, it's like, how are you going to discount that art because it's helping other people? You know what I mean? So it's just like, I just find it, it's so interesting when I hear like, whether it's the musicians, celebrities, whatever, like shaming these people, trashing yeah. or whatever. And the, I was, I was just like, there's too to much. Podcast today. I forget who the individual was that he was talking to. But he was, he was, he was, the guy he was talking to was involved with MMA, but he was also in the music industry. And he was talking about the music industry and how these artists, they come in with the idea that you're a needle in a haystack and that you're so talented and all these things. And they just want to, but in reality, they just want to milk money out of you. And you go into it thinking it's going to be like this beautiful thing. But in reality, the money goes towards so many different things. Like these guys aren't even getting compensated really what they should for. It's like athletes, not like college athletes not getting paid. Like they're bringing in so much money, but they're not getting compensated or like that about that. Yeah, exactly. And, they and the industry brutal, man. I feel like yeah. a lot of like when it comes to entertainment or like news networks, it's, it's, I don't want to say fake now, but it's the reason why they do what they do is, is becoming, unethical almost 
right? Like it's clouded of like, yeah. why did we even exactly. start this in the because first place? Because it comes back to money. I totally understand that. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it sucks because it's just like the capitalistic society mm-hmm. that we live in. We can't really escape that. You know, unless something drastically changes, like Wait, a oh pandemic where have no you, one can make money. Have you seen, so do you watch the video that I posted on Facebook? Oh my So it was the most recent one. It was about this I guy. He's, like, I don't know, he's, he's British, but he, remember how I did my like poetry, the bipolar poem thing? How I kind of like spoke like that? He kind of does that. It's like a poem and it is so powerful talking about society before and after the pandemic. And it is spot on. Mm, i'll have to watch it yes yes i'll so link powerful. it in this podcast so people it's so creative to too you know i feel like that's, that's gonna so bring awesome. out because i forget i think it was in our or in our zoom theater class people were talking about it was times like this where like shakespeare rose or times where like things are down like this where the best artists emerge because it's so much time to put away the shit and get into tune with our creative side and my my theater professor was talking about it's amazing how in mm-hmm. times like this people are relying on the artistics like on like the theater on the entertainment and like all this stuff and that industry is being just exploding because of creative expression and how powerful it is totally and i i think like i always like to preface is like you know if you are in this moment feeling like you are so overwhelmed and you just want to chill out and watch tv and like numb everything out like that's for you but if you have an idea that you've been sitting on, you really, really want to go with it, like now is the time. And yeah, and I feel like for myself, you know, like I constantly have all these ideas and like I've been wanting to execute them, but I'm always so busy. I haven't had time. And like another huge thing for me, why I'm not executing those and how, why I hadn't been mm-hmm. is because I was in a fear-based mindset of like, you know, people aren't going to resonate with it or like people are going to judge me for what I'm saying or like, you know, this person's going to see it and they don't really like resonate with what I say. So they're going to like judge me, yada, yada. Uh, for some reason during all of this, I feel like <laughs> we're always yeah. together. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. Like, I don't know, like something about what's going on. I'm just like, who cares? Like now's the time to do it, you know? And I'm just going for it. And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people are feeling. So like all these creative people I think that, I think are that like, so huge. why the fuck not? Let's me, just go, you know? It was a big hump in, because I remember growing up saying, you know, I don't, give a fuck. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think. And in reality, I cared so much about what people think. And I think now I'm starting to, like I would, I would, I had I was I love this is so funny I love necklaces I was really getting into necklaces and like that surfer vibe kind of thing and I wouldn't wear it during the school year and I would only wear it during the summer and I would call it my summer that's because I was afraid of other people like, no way one time, I, uh, I think it was sophomore year I went into like an open gym for basketball and I wore like a tank top and I wore my necklace and I was like yo you're a surfer bro like like ridiculed for it and like that kind of like hurt me and now I'm starting to come into my own and I'm starting, you realize how empowering it is to just wear that necklace, to dress crazy and have people stare at you and to just own it. Like that is so powerful. And in this time, I'm like starting to like, po- I've been posting a lot of Instagram stories and sometimes they're like super long. I'm like, honestly, like, do I even want to share this? And like, who's like going to care? Like people are going to make fun. There's like all these, all this fear, 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 fear. And and then all it takes is one person to reach out and be like, wow, dude, that was awesome. All it takes is one person. If, if one person can feel something from that, then that is all I need. That is literally all I need. And then 
at some point, then maybe two people reach out, then three people reach out, and then you start rolling, and then it's just it's just a beautiful thing. But it's fear is so uh, holds people back. I can't imagine how like what the world would look like if like fear. I mean, fear needs to exist, but what if fear didn't exist? Like, imagine how many people like there are probably people so much more talented than people who are big right now, but were afraid to go after it or you know chase their dreams or stuff like that because fear held them back. And it's just, it makes me think, it makes me think, but yeah, all you need is have like one person. And, uh. I know I, I love what you've been doing. And I think it, like, it's thought provoking. It's like we were saying earlier, we're like, when you people get clear with what you care about and sharing what you care about, those people yeah, that you want, they're going to be attracted to that. And that's how you find your people. For Cause sure. there, I feel like there are people who Absolutely. are afraid um, to be that maybe they, they have kind of, tapped into that a little bit or maybe that's their true selves but they were where i was you know like high school or middle school and they're afraid to reach out and then they see one person be like oh my god i didn't know you were like this i didn't know this was normal or this is okay to think or act like this and then you're like damn i'm gonna do it now and yeah. that is, is such a beautiful thing and that's how that's yeah. how we're gonna wake everyone up you know that's so Oh, for sure. It's just like when we did that live Instagram and I was talking about like the tapping. Yeah, and right. Was I like, love oh my that. God, I had no idea like other people did that. And it's like, to me, I'm like, because I surround myself with people yeah. like, like-minded like that. I'm like, oh, doesn't everybody know about this? But like, no, there's like 1% of the population probably knows about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to just, if you are strong in your message, just get out there and share it because I'm 100%. promising you, and you never know who's know about what you're talking over about. Who might need to hear it in that moment. Who might be happy for it. Like, there was one time I have, I had a friend, I worked at, Star, I work at Starbucks and I was on the register and I had this friend who worked, I met her through Starbucks and then I think she was taking the semester off or we had different hours or something and I hadn't seen her in a long time. And I was at the register, I like got her drink and we were talking for a while and I wrote her name down and I just put a, like a sun smiley face on it. <laughs> and I was, I didn't honestly think anything of it. I was like, this is just fun. Like we're really good friends and it's great. She messages me on Instagram later saying that she almost cried because like that made her day. Like she was having a really bad day before. I had no idea, you know, and I feel like that happens a lot. And your small act of kindness, like that was like the smallest thing that took zero energy on my part, really made such a big like impact on someone's life. And we all have the ability to do that, which is incredible, you know, and. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's like in the surrender experiment book I was reading. I finished it like a week ago. Oh yeah. And I, it was saying, yeah, I'm reading books. I've read like six books during this. I'm so proud of myself. Anyways, they were saying like, you know, that small act of kindness kindness will then make the person you're giving that kindness to that much more likely to spread that kindness to the next person. And it's like a ripple effect like that. Even like a smile so, or like oh a little gosh, compliment so of like, simple, Oh, you look nice so today or like something like that. And it's like, oh my God, it, it works wonders. And I, I was so afraid to do that like so many times throughout my life or say hi to that one person or like hold the door for that one person or so many things. And then, because the thing is, like, especially working at Starbucks, I feel like I'm like in control. I can talk to people. I can just like hand them their cups, say like goodbye or whatever. But if I say like, like get another name, like have a nice day or if I like say hi to someone or smile, then the next time I see them, maybe they smile back at me. And then the next time I see them, we both smile back at each other. And then you're friends. That's literally how it works. And, and you're friends. In high school, I, like, did not make new yeah. friends. It was insane Absolutely. because I was so confined in this bubble, and I only had that one set of friends. And then in college, 
you just like randomly are just nice to people and then you become friends it's literally it's so simple i remember talking about that in one of our classes and one guy was like how do you make new friends you go out you maybe join a club that interests you and you find people who are interested you say hi like it's it really isn't rocket science which is so so beautiful right and like like we are saying like it's all energy like you will be attracted to the people that are meant to be in your life. Like if you run, if you're in a big group of people, you're going to gravitate towards That's the people that are meant to be, you know, in front of you or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, I was going to say something I forget um, about, oh, it was about like putting yourself out there and saying hi. Like, cause I was the same way growing up, like in high school, like I would be pretty it was awkward. Weird. About like, 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 hey, people like, didn't do know, it. it was, I'm it was interested in what you like. Let's be friends. Right. Right. It was, it was weird. And so like when I moved to New York, because I didn't really know anybody, I was like, well, shit, I really got to get out of my comfort zone. And like, you know, I follow like all these people on Instagram. I think I hate that. It's like, you follow these people on Instagram, but like you don't know each other in yes. person and then you see each other in person and you about? don't say hi to each other. It's like, what the fuck? Like, why are we even following each other? So I made like a pact with myself when I moved to New York that I wasn't going to do that. And if I follow them on Instagram, like resonated with them, if I saw them in person, I was going to go up to them and be like, hey, like, nice to see you, whatever. And like start a conversation. And I did that so much. And that's literally how I'm friends with everybody I'm friends with. And like, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But, you know, you just have to put yourself yeah, out there. Yeah, I can't think how many times I'm like, go for it. You so know I what I mean? Thing, I remember in high school, I was, I'm thinking about what I'm thinking. Like, like the professor asked a question and it's like, it's like a popcorn thing. Like people raise their hands, like have a different perspective on it. And I have a perspective that I think would have value, but I don't, I don't say anything. And it's just like, I'm like, want to say hi to someone. I know them and I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I always regret. I always have a horrible feeling afterwards of regret. Like just do it, dude. Just freaking do it. Just say what you want to say. And then every time I say what I want to say, honestly, nothing bad happens. Like nothing bad has ever happened from that. Oh my right you feel so much better so yeah yeah and that all is like fear-based going back to that as i actually great example of that um i so i went on my like first yoga retreat in california last year and um it was like at the kind of start of my whole like really going deep whatever and i am definitely one like that where i'm like i do want to like raise my hand and like go up and speak and be like you know this is how i feel about this or whatever and, you know, I had just done a full weekend of like this huge kundalini yoga retreat. So I was like super awake and I was like not really full of fear because we did like so much breath work. So I'm like sitting there and the two women running it are like, does anyone want to come up and just share their experience and like say how they like, you know, enjoyed this, whatever. And I was like, fuck, I really want to. I'm like so nervous or like a lot of people here. It's like a 50 person retreat. And they like these special guests that they had brought for us were there as well. So I was like, oh god, there's just like so many people. And I like really look up to these women. So I was just sitting there and I was doing like, like a I bunch did of that this fire morning. Because I, I was like, get the spirit out of my ego stomach. eradicator like, breath of fire. I am making I'm like making a YouTube video. I'm about to post it after this podcast. I swear. So awesome. I'm so I absolutely love breath of fire. So, anyways, I'm like sitting there and I'm like you know like i'm like okay calm down like you can do it and i raised my hand and then or no what happened was i was kind of like in the back corner so everything kept happening to make me like you know stay in that fear and not go up because i had oh, started to yeah, walk up and another feeling. girl oh. walked up to talk so I was like, oh shit okay okay yeah and then i was like 
okay, you know what? I'm just gonna go around the pillar and I'm just gonna like like <laughs> squat there until she's done. And then like she was done and I just like yeah. ran up. Like I didn't even give myself a second to like think about it. And then mm-hmm. like and for this retreat, I was like one of the youngest people there. Like there was one other girl that or two other girls that were my age. So I we were like the youngest ones. So, you know, of course me talking is even more scary because I'm like so much younger. But I think it was cool they and it was like uplifting yeah. for people who are a little bit older too to say my perspective and you know I went on this whole thing and was like so thankful and grateful and like of course I was like super (laughs) uncomfortable but it was like it felt so good to just say all of it and then they were all just like thank you so much for sharing like people were like yelling across the room like we love you so nice to meet you like it was like so great and Mm -hmm. then after I got like one of those like aura pictures taken what? And my aura was literally like such an uncommon color that, that they so don't even amazing. have it like on the chart because it like almost <laughs> never comes up. And I was just like, whoa, like this is just so cool. Like it was so awesome. Honestly. So, you know, just go for it. You know, you're going to feel better. Exactly. Like, if I didn't exactly. do that, I would have been sitting And there's there always like, usually someone Jenny. Being, like I wanted Should've to just gone and, done it. and then they're like, wow, what? That's you felt that too? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you it's, going it's up awesome. might make someone else want to go up. And too. it's funny because so, like, growing up, like, I was, I mean, I was, like, more, like, the reserve guy. And then I would see people who are so outgoing, and I was, like, resentful of that. Like, I was, like, so annoying. Like, you won't stop talking and all that stuff. But, like, they're, they're like, they meet new people. Like, they're making, they're doing things. Like, they're, I'm, like, so, I'm so envious of that, you know? And I, I make the comparisons, like, buddy, the Jealous, elf, yeah. like, over the top pretty honestly annoying like you know but he is just talks to everyone smiles hugs people like just literally living to the fullest and he opens up so many doors and so many opportunities and his life is honestly so beautiful you know and it's it's crazy it's it's really is powerful using your voice yeah yeah i think a really good point of what you're saying is that reflecting on you admitting to yourself Mm -hmm. that you're envious of that added like that type of um personality rather than being like oh i just don't like that person because they're annoying but really if you go deep down you realize no actually i really wish i was that person that's why i'm so you know irritated by how they're being Mm -hmm. so because everyone is mirroring something within you if someone is striking a chord in you you need to slow down and look what are you like Mm -hmm. hitting a point in me i'm gonna take a quick break from the episode to give a shout out to one of our sponsors anchor for helping make this podcast a reality we are so grateful for platforms out there like anchor that make it so easy to start a podcast if you've been wanting to start a podcast and have been holding yourself back because you think it's going to be hard definitely download the app and i promise you it is so easy to do and they help you every step of the way so really quickly i just wanted to ask you what are you oh manifesting for um, yourself all right, right so now? Right now, I definitely want to manifest because it's it's hard for me right now trying life in a in a way where I because I always like growing up I wanted to be like famous I want to be like you know have like people look at me and like know who I am everywhere I go and I went to like flowers by priscilla and i picked up flashes like you're gonna be a celebrity someday i'm like <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um but um 
yeah and then i i look at thanks like, we all celebrities know. growing up and there's so much internal conflict going on I'm like do i even want that so i'm in this stage like do i want to like again like i'm not saying like i'm gonna be a celebrity but like celebrity or go the route of joy and love and like band life and like be a freaking hippie and shave my head kind of thing you know or so trying to figure out what i want but i feel like for me i really want to have a voice and have it um reach a large group of people so it's unfortunate because i kind of need a big following to do that whether you know it's followers or like getting big on like youtube and stuff like that so it's tough because i don't want like you know the external validation of getting like followers or likes or anything like that but part of me wants to reach out to a larger group so i definitely want to start manifesting more content that would create a broader audience especially on my youtube channel because i'm starting to I was kind of like doing goofy videos and stuff, but now I, I'm going to post something on like breath work. I want to do something, maybe cooking, exercise, like things that people would actually look up and like want to learn and know instead of just really being entertained. And then um, just manifesting money in my life because unfortunately, like again, money doesn't control. I mean, it, there's a weird exchange with energy with money for me right now like growing up I had a really negative connection and it's still really tough for me because I'm going to come out with a lot of loans and everything. And then you know, me graduating right now, trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. I really want to like manifest and be able to support myself later on. So I want to manifest money with my business and kind of have that grow. So I'm comfortable and confident to continue to grow and meet and talk to people about that. And I remember talking to my friend and she was saying like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And I like thought about that. It was really hard for me to answer. And then going back to like being specific, like she's like, where do you want to travel to? I'm like, I don't want to know. I've been saying for years that I want to travel, like travel the world, but I haven't actually specifically put down a spot or like a beach or a break or, you know, or anything like that. So it's never, I don't think it's ever going to like manifest because I haven't honed in my focus on that specific area. So I really want to manifest that and I want to focus on where I want to go and start doing more research into it because I've honestly been pretty lazy with my travels and stuff and I really want to manifest my people I've been really that's been like a big thing for me I remember I would always like look up at the stars and say like what is like like, like I feel like I'm here for more and I want to find my people I remember physically saying I want to find my people and I'm slowly starting to get into that I'm starting to find people who are into veganism who are into law of attraction who are into bettering themselves and wanting to better others and it's just like a positive light beam of energy like you know and and i just want to manifest the people because yes. i, I yes. try to come up with the idea of happiness <laughs> and like how do you find happiness and all that stuff i think it comes down to like relationships because i'm so i feel like i'm so in tune with myself like i love being alone which i know some people are really scared of and then when they are alone like you can get into like deep dark place with your minds but i feel like i've done a lot of work with my mind where i love being alone but then almost every time i'm with someone who i care about or we're on like reviving energetically and doing something in like the moment it's so much better when you're surrounded with those people than when you're alone so i realize i want to find like my tribe my group of people and surround myself with that so i really want to manifest that and i think that would be, to be a better person instead of because I feel like part of me is like, I want to like teach and learn and like inspire others. But that's a lot of an energetic exchange of me 
like giving, giving, giving where I need to be open to receiving and surround myself with people who lift me up, who inspire me. And I really want to surround myself with that because they say you're like basically like the person you surround your like the best five friends or what is it? What is it saying? Culmination of yeah, like the you, you're yeah, like yeah, the exactly, exactly. So you know, the best five um, manifesting around. the business, making money to financially support myself, and then hopefully take off where I can then give back, and I really want to work with nonprofits and everything. And so the tribe, the people, the travel, and um, it's crazy because <laughs> growing up, I was always like, oh, I'm gonna figure it out later. I'm gonna figure it out next year. I'm gonna figure it out in two years. I'm gonna figure out when I'm in college. And now I'm at the point where. I'm here, you know, I'm like, I'm right. And like, it's the next chapter of my life and I need to start, you know, going. So it's, it's exciting. And I am just really, I'm really glad that I've, I've been connected with the people that I'm with, like you and a lot of people like all over the world who are into that and opening me up to manifesting what I want in my life, because I've never done this before. And like, like this, this year, I guess the past like year and a half, I guess after um, I say Costa Rica, yeah, I've really started to implement these things and see results from it, which has been so powerful and just continuing that and never not having joy in anything I do because I like I would never like a desk job or do things that just just like if I why would I put my time and energy in something that I'm like dreading and that's like t- and then I'm dreading it and I'm taking myself out of the present moment and it's just it's it's unhealthy in a way so and i always feel like yeah, I, like living I can, in that look vibration like, yeah like the responsible dude but i feel like i'm at my best one like that goofy guy who like we're gonna go somewhere like and we're gonna have a good time and like i think that's how i want to live my life is just have a good time in anything you do because when you're cooking like you can dance have a party like have so much fun you're like doing homework or like literally i feel like anything you do in life you can have fun doing if you have like surround yourself with the right people and have the right mindset into it. And I think I want to take a lot of joy in everything that we do. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. I think the biggest yes. thing with abundance and law of attraction Speaking is when you say it do. out loud. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you one more thing is oh my god, give us a thought yeah. experiment. Of I was... <laughs> I was all right. So backstory for anyone who hasn't like followed me on Instagram, I've been doing thought experiments from Monday to today, which is Sunday, and today was my last day of doing it, and I was gonna give it up. But I, do you want me to do one that I've done before, or try to think of it on the spot? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Whatever, whatever works <laughs> for you. I was going to be like philosophical. You can like, do the same one because like you know it's a, a different audience. And you have a lever. <laughs> and <laughs> do you pull the lever and kill, <laughs> or you not pull the lever, kill five people, or pull the level, lever and kill one person? Or, like, you know, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I learned that in philosophy, though, in high school. Oh, um, my God. Oh, my God. What did I even do? Do the fear one. That, that goes fear. well with our topic. Um, oh, what is your deepest fear? What is your deepest fear? <laughs> it's funny, like, when I, yeah, when what, I what posted that, my buddy fear? was like, my deepest our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are which is what i thought about when i asked that question because that's from coach carter which is like an amazing line <laughs> which is so funny but um yeah um awesome. yeah just just honing in on the yeah, idea it's, it's of a good what your like deepest fear is and as i've been reading the book of being present in in the now when you fear something 
you are like you cannot fear something that is present fear is strictly a fear of something that's going to happen in the future so like if you're if you're <laughs> when we went to the bahamas and we were swimming with the sharks um you can like fear you're in the water and your your fear is just is out of your mind you're like shaking and you just don't want to do it but you're not afraid in that moment like it's not you're not afraid you're afraid of getting attacked by the sharks which hasn't actually happened yet if you're afraid of skydiving you're afraid of taking that drop you're afraid all the way up to the moment you actually drop and then it's just complete bliss like that moment so fear cannot exist in the present moment that's kind of what i want to end on and just just be i think the biggest thing when it comes to thought experiments is please be honest with yourself yeah like this is i feel it's funny because growing up and doing sports we would do like exercises like push-ups and all this stuff and they would be like push yourself push yourself and i would just like give up on myself and it wasn't until i realized that i'm the only person i'm giving up on is myself like like me give like stopping isn't gonna hurt like my coach or like anything like that like it's it's myself and that's how personal development is too if you're not honest with yourself then those demons are never gonna leave your body so acknowledging it first and then overcoming is the way beyond write it down or like you know you don't have to share with anyone so just write it down let it yeah Yeah. i've never actually done that before i kind of want to do that yeah (laughs) (laughs) awesome okay so i know you gotta go but we're gonna do two more things have some fun with it and then we're gonna go okay yeah so first of all i'm gonna pull you a card because we've got to do it last time and i want to do that so I have the Yogic Path deck here from Sahara Rose. I believe it's pretty gender neutral. The The artwork is a little bit feminine, but they're all, like, they have pictures of men and women, too. So I really like it. So I cleared the energy before I came down here today. So I'm just going to we silence and we could just take some breaths together so that we just come in tune with each other. All right, so for all of you who are not watching and you're just listening, I just take the deck and I just kind of, I just run my fingers through them and I just set the intention and the breath was just kind of like connecting Andrew and I, and then I just intuitively pull it and that's what it comes down to. (laughs) So this is really weird. This is so weird, Andrew. So I have this book, okay? And I pull oh, awesome. one every day of the week. And then on Monday, I take them all out and then, like, you know, shuffle back or whatever. So I had this morning, I pulled a card and basically it was about Ayur, um, Ayurveda and how I okay. need to start putting better things in my body and not like be putting toxins into my body, which mm-hmm. is really resonating with me because I've been like drinking a lot of coffee, drinking wine, like eating meat when I don't usually eat meat. So it was interesting. So, anyways, I was like putting it into this this book and then this card that i had pulled last week flew out of it like fell out no way and so i love <laughs> this it. is the one i pulled for you love it the one that fell out so that's so weird so it was upside down and i think for something that i've heard from like um a shaman like shaman durek he says with card pulling you know it's not, you don't have to read this book, you know? It's about like your intuition about what you think it means. But I just, I like reading the book. So this is the card. It was upside down. And I'm gonna butcher this name because it's in Sanskrit, but it's Sad Istana. 
I think is how you say it. So it's a shocker card, 51. Yeah. 51, reverse. Creativity is like a fountain. And when it's not replenished, it runs dry. Has life gotten in the way of things you used to do that really lit you up? It's time to come back to them. Go back to those poems, take out your old canvas, begin singing again, open up the cobwebs of your body and let Shakti move through you. When you live a life you love, abundance flows you <laughs> your way and pleasure follows suit. Make your life an expression of the divine and the ride organic the orgasmic waves of creativity. It was, I was talking about how I did that poem that was kind of similar to that. I texted him and I was like, oh my God, dude, I need to do more poetry. Like I need to start doing more poetry. And that was one of the things that it talks about. So cool. Actually, my friend gifted me this guitar. She had, she said she had like five guitars. And she's like, you want a guitar? I'm like, oh my God, that would be amazing. Because I've been playing the ukulele and I really want to transition. Because I, I love the vibes of the guitar. It's such a cool, such a cool vibe. <laughs> Oh, uh, you look good, you feel good. That's what my basketball coach used to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I learned this song. It took me about like a week to to get the hang of it. And I've been trying to learn new songs and I need to get a capo because capos and the I was like I had a capo from the ukulele, but it's not as big because the ukulele's freaking chihuahua compared to this thing. <clears throat> oh god, well how does it start? Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> it's just simple oh, as something that nobody knows That her eyes are as big as her bubbling toes I'm the feet of a queen of the hearts of a god And her feet, feet are covered in tampons and scars It's just coming as something that nobody knows That her eyes are beautiful follow wherever she goes With the hair in the back of her house in the world She'll love me forever, I know she would I remember when you and me, now mm, we used to be just good friends, wouldn't give me none, all I wanted was some. She's got a whole lot of reasons, she can't think of a single one that can just about He got the money thing, he got so many problems, and I got too much time to waste. Dreams are like commercials, but her dreams are picture perfect. And our dreams are so related, but they're locked and underestimated. Simple as something nobody knows that her eyes are as big as a bubbly toes. Beautiful in the hearts of the girl, and her feet are as big as her balls. And da 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 da. I was in hunts at the TLG when this little girl came, she sat next to me. Never seen nobody move the way she did. When she did it, she doesn't she do it again. When you move like a jellyfish, rhythm told me nothing. You go with the flow, you don't stop. Like a jellyfish, rhythm is nothing. You go with the flow, you don't stop. Yeah, I'm so dude. It's so much better now. It's so yeah, great. That's a, that's a video of if you guys want to watch it. It's a little bit better because I took like ten takes. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but yeah, also one of my big things was I wanted to do vocal exercises, and I think the biggest thing when it comes to that is confidence. Confidence is one of my other other big keys to happiness. I think because 
confidence brings out like we we don't hold back we don't have that fear when you're confident and i think especially for you jenny i want you to sing more and be confident in it because we could be a dynamic duo but um because literally like i've tried to sing before and i'll just be like uh, and like have yeah. a guttural sound and and even if i like like sing really loud yeah, like you hold perfect, back so then you so don't sound better good. Than when i'm just like kind of like half-assing it you know so check out the evolution over the years. Cause I, I should put together so like a video compilation of like all the things like, we've done like, over the years and how much better it is. Dude, so badass. And I, I just wanted, I want to tell everyone and how fucking sick it is, is that Yo. just because you didn't start an instrument when you were young doesn't mean that you can't start it. Like you literally started playing like two years ago yeah, and I just like fucking just did it and like practice every day. And now again, you can play the guitar. To- that fear of whatever people think of you because I was the basketball kid and I was afraid to do it. And I wish like I did theater and like, cause like, like sixth and fifth and sixth grade, you can't do sports. So I was bored out of my mind and I should have just picked up like theater. Me or something. Too. Now I love like theater and playing music. So rad. I was just, it was one summer I was just bored, honestly. And I was like, I want to do something. And there was a music shop right next to Alice's apartment, Jenny's boyfriend. And I was like spontaneously like, I'm going to get it. I didn't care about money. I just got it. And then I just went on YouTube and started learning over time. And it's such a blessing, honestly. I like that was one of my favorite moments in my life when we played. At, there was this tribe in Panama. I know we were going to end this thing like a while ago, but I love the story. There's this tribe in Panama, like these amazing cool outfits are like barefoot. They go fishing. They fish their own, like make their own food. They don't have any electronics. Like it's a completely different world out there. And going into it we knew we wanted to give them gifts so like we went to like the store yeah, got the like coloring books and stuff like that and i remember like i wanted to just like, like oh, play the ukulele there and i was so scared of doing it like I, I was like i don't want to do it like i brought it and i was like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it and then jenny encouraged me and then some of the other kids that we were with encouraged me and it was like the most amazing thing ever the kids were like playing the ukulele and like dancing it was literally the most amazing thing ever and I just, you know, get outside my comfort zone. It was cool. Absolutely. And I think that trip in general, I the thing is, I knew that this trip was going to change your life. So that's why I pushed you so hard to make it work. And luckily, the program that so we did rad. it through, which is EF Ultimate Break, had like the most amazing payment plan, non-interest payment plan. We were able to go. So I highly recommend checking that out. And, you know, we both were uncomfortable singing in front of other people and playing in front of other people. But we would play for our whole group the whole time. Like, it was so fun. And no matter if we sucked or we messed up or whatever, like, people loved it. It was so fun. Like, so. And I remember telling you in the group, I was like, yeah, I've, like, never done this before. And he was like, what? (laughs) Like, you seem so. Woo! I know. That was awesome. So we will end on that. Thank you so much. So that was long. so powerful and so. You guys, cool. like, listen to this. Words, we talked for so long. I'm excited. Peace out. All right. Well, thanks so much, Andrew. Love you. Uh, cheers. Get up, get down. Get up, get down. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave all of the details we talked about in this episode in the caption below so that you can easily access the links and now here is a video of andrew and i playing the ukulele and singing the song lava from the disney short to the embarrow tribe in panama